Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, tonight we want to say thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you for everything that you have done for us. For it is in you we believe, we move, and we have our being. And Lord, thank you for the gift of life. Tonight, your people have come. We have come just as the, just as the apostles said unto the master Jesus. He says, Jesus asked them, are you not also living? And they said, from whence should we go? For you have the bread of life. Indeed, it is you who have the bread of life, and we have come to feed. For we know that you give that which no man can give. What you give, it giveth life indeed. Tonight, feed your people. Give unto your people. Let destinies be transformed. Let there be a turn around of heart. In Jesus' mighty name, speak through me, Lord. I am like a child. I don't know what to say. Lord, loose my tongue and speak through me. Holy Spirit of God, thank you for being the teacher. Thank you for always being a helper. Help me tonight. Help the people tonight and lead us the way we should go. Open treasures and mysteries unto us. Lord, unveil and unpack the mysteries of the kingdom unto us. And glory and honor be given to your mighty name. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. And let everybody say amen. 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 amen amen the lord bless you those of you here on zoom and those of you also on um on the prayer line and also on facebook if you can if you can share the link on facebook for us if you go to my page our reverend chris's page you'll be able to see it the lord will bless somebody who is probably sleeping but when they wake up they'll be able to connect so the convention that we have going on right now the theme for the is convention said that what pierced for a purpose pierced for what for a purpose and you will you will agree with me that yesterday the man of god opened the subject and took us through a moment of reflection to understand that jesus the one who knew no sin was made sin amen he was made sin for us. When you read 2 Corinthians 5, 21, you will see it over there. He knew no sin, but he was made sin for us. And he was reduced to nothing. He was reduced to, at, to the level of dogs. In other words, impure and unclean entities. That was the level. He was God, but he was reduced to this level. And so tonight, I am trusting God to take me through um, the next lap ahead of us. And indeed, the man of God has chosen a very powerful and a very deep, 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 deep topic. This is a very huge and a very broad topic. It will be difficult for us to be able to digest or dissect it the way it ought to be dissected. But the Spirit of God himself will carry us along Amen. in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. For he was pierced for a purpose. And so between the whole of last night and even today, I have been sitting here pondering and wondering, Lord, which direction am I going to take? And the Lord said that I will lead you. You must understand that there is power in the cross. Mm. The cross that Jesus born, the cross 
is not without power. In other words, the cross has significance and it has power in it. I want you to go with me to Isaiah chapter number 53 and we will read from the verse number three to verse number six and it says that he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteem him not the verse number four surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The verse number five. And I want you to pay attention to the verse number five. If it is a physical Bible, you can underline the entire number five. <clears throat> it is, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. <clears throat> this is a very powerful text that you will see in the scripture of Isaiah. And I have come to appreciate the prophet Isaiah for the justice he does to the revelation that he received. Isaiah, for me, it's one of the prophets who was deep and he was concise, concise and he was straight to the point and his prophecies were accurate. If you look at Isaiah the chapter number 9, for instance, he prophesied the birth of Christ. He prophesied this same Christ who was being vilified in Isaiah 53. The same Isaiah the prophet prophesied his birth. And what will become of him, his humble beginnings, and how the government shall be upon his shoulder, and how he shall establish the kingdom, <clears throat> the kingdom of heaven on earth. So we cross over to Isaiah 53, and here he begins to also prophesy that when this same king has been born into a humble beginnings. And he's come to establish the kingdom. He, at a point in time, he shall what? He shall be rejected. He shall be bruised. <clears throat> Excuse me. He shall. He will be rejected, bruising, and he will be. He will be thrown out. He will be thrown away. Nobody will like to have anything to do with him. But all of that was for a reason. So tonight we are talking about what he was bruised for a purpose and the purpose is what i want to share with you tonight i want you to understand that in the beginning when god made everything he made a man called adam and he gave him a wife called eve and he put them in the garden and he gave them specific instructions that thou shall not eat of the fruit of the knowledge and of evil in the middle of the garden but bible says that Adam and Eve ate that fruit. And so in Genesis, the chapter number three, from the verse 13, you will see that Bible says that, and God visited Adam and Eve. And when he got there, Adam and Eve 
they were hiding me. And the Lord said to them, why are you hiding me? And they said to him, you said we should not eat this fruit, but we have eaten that fruit. And Bible says that the Lord asked the question over over uh, the question to Adam and Eve in, in Genesis 3, 13. He says, why have you done this? Why have you what? Why have you Adam and Eve this question? It was a very profound and a very deep question that God asked Adam and Eve over there. Why have you done this? What is the reason? What is the purpose for doing what you did? Amen? Amen. What is the reason for doing what you did? Adam and Eve. And they said it was the serpent that lied to us. Well, when you cross back here, our theme is what is the purpose for the PSN? I needed to understand that before, after the fall of man, and before the coming of Jesus Christ, it is recorded that there have been several millions, millions of animals that, that have been sacrificed. Bulls and whatever animal, um, goats and sheep and whatever, and chickens and whatever have all been sacrificed just to be able to appease the realm of the spirit. Now, remember, when Adam and Eve did that, it means that this same God who made man in his own image, this same God felt ashamed because what? Because mankind or humanity disrespected God, dishonored God, for God vowed God stood by man. He made man in his own image. The heavens was there. The angels that were there, they were all there. Everything was fine. As a matter of fact, God did not need to make man. But God, by divine purpose, was trying to extend them, extend the kingdom of the heavens. I would be somebody. Yes. He was trying to extend the kingdom of the heavens unto the kingdom of uh, unto the earth and so he made man in his own image in an effort in an effort to extend himself unto us over here and so when man said bible says that god asked why have you done this in other words why have you chosen to dishonor me why have you chosen to disrespect me why have you chosen to disgrace me? And the realms of the supernatural were all pointing their hands upon God. It is you that made man, and so you must bear the brunt of it. Hallelujah. Amen. But, and so between the time that that sin happened, up until the time that Jesus came, it disbelieved that several thousands and millions of bulls had to be sacrificed. And Moses will tell you, if you read scriptures, you will see in Leviticus, it is said that Moses gave the Israelite instruction on how to appease and how to atone for their sins. And so several animals were sacrificed. But all of that, I mean, 
could not appease God. All of that could not stand. All of that could not, could not atone for the magnitude of the sins or of the sins and the transgression that had to fall upon us. Understand that the sin that Adam and Eve committed, you might think that it was just the eating of a certain uh, fruit and all that. No, 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 no. It goes beyond that. It is deeper than that. It is deeper than that. So something had to be done. In other words, something had to happen for man to be what? To be free from the punishment that was due us. The punishment that was due mankind, it was so great. It was so grievous that we could not stand. As a matter of fact, man could not, or man does not have the capability or the capacity to stand and bear the punishment for what happened in the garden. And so here in here in Isaiah, the chapter number 53, as you read, God had to do something. He had to do something. He had to present something that can do, something that can stop, something that can atone for that transgression that happened in the garden once and for all. We didn't have to always go in and present a bull or a sheep every year for every sin you have to present. No, 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 no. It became too cumbersome. And even that the blood of sheep and of animals could not do justice to that which was needed. And so God had to purge himself and release something of himself in the form of Jesus to come and atone for that sin. And atone. I don't know about you, but if you are from the village, you will understand that sometimes a person can commit an atrocity. And when an atrocity is committed, you are told to leave the village or the city. In other words, you are what? You are barred from that city. You become an outcast. You can never ever go there again. And so your children and the children after you, they are all labeled as, as outcasts. That is what happened to human beings. So God had to do something to atone. And the blood of Jesus was the only thing that could atone for mankind. And so you will see, uh, Bible says, and from the verse number five, as I told you, it says what? Uh, but he was wounded for our transgression. Uh, the question you are asking, what is the purpose for the piercing? Uh, the answer is right there in Isaiah, the chapter number 53, the verse number five. He was wounded, uh, number one, for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the third one is the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with, by his stripes, we are healed. Mm. This is the purpose why Jesus had to be pierced. What happened in the garden required blood. It was only blood that could atone. Not just any blood, not an ordinary blood, but the, a pure blood, a clean blood, mm. a blood that has never been contaminated. 
He said he was made sin for us, he who knew no sin. And it is said in Romans that he says, For what? For all sin. And I said, falling short of the glory of God. Mm. For us to see the glory of God again, something has to happen. A certain blood had to atone. A certain blood had to atone. And so in preparing, I began to ask myself, what does it mean to transgress? A transgression simply means an offense. An offense was committed. Amen. But Jesus, the purpose for him to be pierced was that he had to be wounded for the blood to come and the moment that the blood gushes out or the moment that blood pours out the wound will be able to stop that transgression it will be able to abate that offense that was that was committed i also watch and i ask what does it mean to be to be bruised, or what does what does it mean to have an iniquity? Iniquity simply means something that is immoral or grossly unfair behavior. Mm. Iniquity is an immorality or something which is immoral, okay, or some or grossly unfair behavior, a behavior that is unpardonable, a behavior that is frowned upon. A behavior that is immoral, immoral, something that cannot be said about God, something that does not represent God. And that is why God said, why have you done this? It does not what you have done. It does not represent me. It is immoral. It is a behavior that you will never ever see in me. And so something had to be done. And Jesus had to be bruised. It was necessary. You see, God did not spare Jesus. Jesus did not have to just come and walk around like that and just leave. He had to bear the brand. He had to do something. He had to be broken. You see, when you pierce something, it means that that, that thing becomes damaged. Amen. Amen. When you pierce something, that thing becomes damaged. And so for the damage that was done in mm. the garden, we needed something to also represent that. God had to damage something to stand in. And so it is one plus one. Hallelujah. Negative, negative one will have to balance out with the positive one for there to be water an equal grounds or a level playing field. Jesus had to be bruised. And when the blood came down, that iniquity, that immorality, that was mm. laid upon God, that blame that was laid upon God, that blame mm -hmm. had to be lifted. Because let me tell human beings, the things that happened in the realm of the spirit, it wasn't common. It wasn't normal. It was Deep. It was a great shame. Imagine any of you, your children, go out to the shop and they begin to pilfer or they shoplift. You see the disgrace and the shame that comes upon you. When you bring them home, you will beat them to a pulp. Some, you will do things to them just to deter them. In the same way, God had to do something. He had to bruise Jesus he had to let something stand in because man could not stand. 
man didn't have the capacity our spirit was not strong enough our blood was not potent enough to be able to stand to mm. able to stand the transgression and the iniquity and so something had to be done and it could only be done by Jesus amen hallelujah and I said, he said, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. When you read Revelations, uh, the chapter number 12, it is said that John, the revelator, says something. He said that, and when Lucifer was dropped from the heavens onto the earth, he said, oh, peace, peace prevail in the heavens, and woe to the inhabitants of the what happened was that when Lucifer started causing commotion in the heavens, there was no peace in the heavens. There was no peace in the heavens. There was no serenity and quietness in the heavens. But Bible says that when he, as soon as he was cast down, oh, peace prevailed in the heavens. But the earth began to see chaos and confusion and the and there was no peace he began to disturb mankind but jesus when he came the chastisement of our peace was upon him our peace was dependent on jesus christ as soon as jesus the blood the ground. Oh, Bible says that he descended to hell and he led captivity captive. Mm, mm. He began, he took the keys of life and death from the enemy and said, so you will no longer torment the inhabitants of the earth. Peace will prevail. Man. And so our peace was purchased by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We needed peace. The earth needed peace. God had to send Jesus. He said, Thy will be done. He said, Whenever you pray, he said, Lord, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, whatever was happening, the peace of heaven was needed here. Jesus had to come and restore. No wonder Isaiah said, He is called the Prince of Peace. It will bring peace to the inhabitants of the earth. Peace simply means freedom from disturbances freedom from disturbances the disturbances of the heavens was cast down and jesus had to come quickly and restore and make sure that the earth also had peace think about it even after jesus's death and all that you can mm -hmm. still see the chaos and the troubles had jesus not come we would be miserable we would have we would, we would be decimated. Mm -hmm. We would be extinct. Like the way dinosaurs have been what? Have been have, have become extinct on the face of the earth. Without Jesus, I say human beings will be extinct. The earth will be lying fallow with no mm -hmm. human beings on earth. The chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus Christ. God trusted in humanity, and humanity failed him. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, you can just quickly refer there, and I'll just show you something. He mentioned that, he said, without a shedding of blood, there will be no remission mm -hmm. of sins. Hebrews 9, 22. 
you will see it right there. This is what, and almost all things are by the law purged with what? With blood. Almost what? He said almost what? Almost all things. Almost all things by the law are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood, it's no remission. It's no remission. It's no remission. No wonder blood of animals was shed time mm. upon time 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 even among our cultures when you do something wrong they send you to the chief palace they say come and bring a goat or bring a sheep or bring a cow to come and pacify the smaller gods smaller gods need blood how much more our god in heaven what he had to do we needed a superior blood Without the shedding of the blood of Jesus, there would have been no remission of sin. Transgression would not have been forgiven. Iniquity would not have been forgiven. And peace would not have come. No wonder we have peace, perfect peace. For mm. them that have come to believe in this Christ Jesus, for them that has come, who have come to follow him, oh, peace is our portion. Peace is our portion. No wonder the Apostle Paul, whenever he will greet her, he says, peace be unto you. In other words, Jesus, who has given us peace, may this peace prevail. May this peace be unto you. May this peace be unto you. Amen. Peace be unto you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This Christ has come to give, give us something precious. A gift that no man can hand to us except God himself. In Ephesians, the chapter number four, the verse number seven, says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. You know what, man of God? And an apostle Paul said something powerful in, in, in Philippians. He said, And that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. That I might know Christ and the power of his resurrection. It is the resurrection through the bruising, through the wounds, through the chastisement that brought us. Paul said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. The power of the resurrection is, is exactly this. This is what happened. He stood in for her. Mm. He remitted unto the realm of the spirit what they were demanding. Unto Jesus' death, the realm of the spirit was always asking, demanding from God, demanding from God. You swore by yourself. You swore by yourself. You mm. did everything. You gave humanity chance. Who is man that you are so mindful of? These mm. people, this ingrate, these people who do not remember, this mm. ingratitude people, these people who have no respect unto laws, they have no respect unto covenant. Why do you still defend them? And God said, enough is enough. I made them, I will redeem. I said, what? I said, sin. 
and the realm of the spirit was demanding for the life for the extension of mankind but jesus said i will redeem and he paid a bigger price a price that shook them a price the realm of the spirit never imagined could be he gave it all he gave it all child of god this is the moment for you to know in case you've been wondering why are you a christian why is this christ 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 why is everybody talking about jesus christ jesus christ child of god today it is not about your marriage it is not about your visa it's not about your green card for what is green card you can die tomorrow and green card will be of no use but the hereafter is what is important this same christ the one that was wounded the one that was bruised the one that was rejected the one that was chastised it is him that you must go after it is him you must find it is him you must chase it is him you must look for God said ah that i might know him 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 the charge is that you might know him that you might know him thank you jesus that you might know him and the power of the cross for the cross had power the cross has significance jesus had a reason he had a purpose and the purpose was to bring us back unto god the purpose was to redeem us was to take the blame away was to take the fault away from us for gross darkness came upon the deep for gross darkness the sins of man he was so darker and thicker than the gross darkness that is described in genesis chapter 1 our sins was so heinous and was so grievous i was just thinking about this man in nigeria who has killed the wife this popular gospel musician think about it everybody is blaming the man for domestic violence i don't think this man can have peace i don't think this man can go to bed and sleep soundly for every man and every mouth is against this man in the same way every mouth and every tongue was was pointing to god hey your people have seen you made them you made them until atonement was paid for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god which is christ the blood is eternal life is eternal life the reason why we are gathered on the line every day child of god it is not about the prophets it's not about the next car and the next house you're going to buy after all they are unbelievers who have houses and cars they are unbelievers who have given birth to 10 children they've never set step a foot into church before but they are what they are fruitful i am telling you the purpose is for us to be restored again to god Mm -hmm. the one that talked about us from the beginning yes lord and from us it is for us to be connected back to him again that he will gain us back that he will gain us back that he will gain us unto himself again christ and that is why it is miserable when people sit somewhere 
and begin to manufacture nonsense and so this jesus he was made a man because we lack understanding we sit there and then we allow other people to lie to us we allow other people to begin to play with our minds this christ he was born Every prophecy that was given concerning him, his birth came to pass. His death, it also happened. His coming again, it shall manifest. Don't joke with this Christ. Don't joke with this Christ. Don't joke with this Christ. Don't sit there and eat and then belch and then go to bed and say, I have had Christ, Christ, Christ. For how long have you been living? You have been living for just 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. That is all you've lived. For this one, he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The price he paid, what he did, it is for eternity. You are living only 80 years, 90 years. And you dare disrespect this God. You dare disrespect the action and the decision that God took to have Christ atone for us. Ah, it is better for you. It is better for you to walk on the face of the earth without having all these riches and gain Christ. It is better that way that you might be connected with God for eternity than to walk on the face of the earth for 80 years and being proud and talking and talking loosely and talking loosely that there is no God, there is no Jesus, and Jesus, he was made up. You are joking. He was bruised. Our transgression, everything was put upon him. He was rejected. He was cast down. He was cast down. Nobody wanted to look at him. Oh, it is said on the cross, they began to mock him. They began to to, to, to to disgrace him. And they said, if you are the king of the Jews, why don't you say Jesus, in spite of everything, he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. They don't know the magnitude of what happened in the realm of the spirit. So Lord, forgive. Lord, forgive. Father, forgive. Father, forgive. Tonight, blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven. And blessed is he whose sins are covered. Blessed is he whose sins are forgiven. Whose iniquities they have been cancelled. For that is the purpose of the peace that we may connect. The man of God yesterday said, there are places we should not even dare to step again. Things our hands should not touch again. Things our eyes should not even dare to look upon again. Things we should not even think or imagine again. Hmm. For it was for those things that Christ died. Why return to the gutters again? Hmm. Why return to the filth again? Why return? Why return? Why disrespect and dishonor this God again? Why? Why are we so forgetful? You know, I, I've come to know that it is because we don't really understand. We don't understand that it is because of us. We don't understand. Somebody thinks think it's Adam who did it. 
I'm telling you, we are all descendants of Adam. Whatever you do today here, it is labeled on your children. When they ask, where are you from? Is this my father is Mr. Benjamin Edukumin. Oh, so you are from the Edukumi family. Yes, whatever I do today, if it is good, my children, they will carry that name. If it is bad, my children will carry that name. So don't think that you are exempted. Whatever Adam did, you are from the same bloodline. And so think about it and begin to appreciate and begin to run towards the cross so that your sins, however grievous, however dark they are, so that they may be blotted away. In First John, he says that if we say that we have not seen, then the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, then is he faithful? Then is he just? You see, God or Jesus did the deed. The deed he did, it is standing. But you need to confess before it will work for you. <laughs> I, I said, what Jesus did was a great deed. That deed is standing until any man confess. That is why the blood, that deed, even though it was done, it doesn't save anybody until the person has confessed. And so the Muslim, until he has confessed Christ, the Muslim will die in his iniquity. Until the unbeliever confesses that Christ is the Lord. Mm. In other words, to begin to appreciate the deed that was done, the transgression that was blotted away by the wounds, the bruises, as a result, that cleared the iniquity and the chastisement that brought the peace until that confession is made. It doesn't work for you. It is a principle. God cannot violate it. He won't force you. But until you hear, if you hear the good news, if you hear the word of God, and you don't hesitate, and you begin to stand, stick to it, you believe and you confess, then has salvation come unto you. Then has peace been bestowed. Then have you freely received the gift of Christ. Tonight, we're not going to pray a lot of prayers, but we are going to again in this season and in this moment begin to confess the Lord. Everything I have done, the ones I remember, even the ones that I don't remember, even from my time, Lord forgive. The things, the sins and the iniquities and the transgressions that is hanging over my life as a result of whatever was done. Lord forgive. Forgive, Lord. Lord forgive for the lies, for the fornication, for the adulterous life, for the disrespect, especially for our unbelief. And I was sharing with a friend and I said, man of God, I believe that it will be so easy for God to forgive adultery and fornication and lies. But for unbelief, it will, it will be hard for God to forgive. 
if you unbelief is you rejecting his love is you rejecting his package and that is the killer for me unbelief unbelief there is a story about a man of god about a man of god it's called, it's called, his name is called Rick Joyner for those of you who have heard Rick Joyner mm-hmm. but it is said that Rick, Rick Joyner said that he was caught up in a vision and in a vision he was taken to heaven and when he went to heaven he saw the apostle Paul and he asked after apostle Paul says that if you were on earth today what would be what would you preach to the people and he said that the apostle Paul said to him in that vision that the message of the cross is paramount for he said Paul said to him when he appeared in the heavens he realized how miserable he was that he was unworthy oh this same Paul that we adore mm. this same Paul we reference and we quote he says Paul was miserable he was in heaven but he looked at himself and said what I am unworthy He says, if there is any message to be preached, the power of the cross to be the power of the cross. Tonight, open your mouth and begin. As the Lord, by your message. Today I am unworthy. Forgive my unbelief. Forgive my transgression again. Forgive me for this honoring, for disrespecting. Christ by going back to my for the things that we commit it's like a dog that returns back to its vomit but tonight God is merciful in your mouth and begin to speak I won't tell you what to speak but you know what to speak you yourself you know you yourself you know open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus be merciful O Lord be merciful unto me be merciful unto me forgive us Lord be merciful forgive all of my iniquities forgive us Lord forgive every transgression Forgive my unbelief. Forgive my doubt. Forgive me for Show us your mercy tonight. I am you. I have done wrong. Come to you. Be merciful and forgive Any idolatry. Any deceit, any lies, Lord. We ask tonight that you cleanse us, Lord. Show us your mercy, Lord. Forgive. Oh, yes, Lord. Forgive. We come before you tonight, Lord. Forgive us, Jehovah. Forgive us, Jehovah. Forgive us, Jehovah. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive for our unbelief. Forgive, Lord, for our doubt. We have sinned against you. In the name of God, we were like sheep, Lord. Each of us have gone our own ways, Lord. I pray that tonight show us your mercy. Forgive me, Lord. Show us your mercy. Show us your mercy. 
Show us your mercy, Lord. We would like sheep, so Lord. Each of us have on our own. We ask that tonight come back to you, O Lord, as a prodigal children, Lord. Pray that forgive us, O Lord.